Oh, um, Mind Goo. Let's switch gears for a minute. I want to tell you about August. Okay. Okay? We, we're entering into the month? the month of August. Okay. And August is, first of all, it's Audio Appreciation Month. Of course, the best way to observe that is by listening to a lot of Podsiden. I agree. Just over and over. Put it on repeat. Burn it to a CD. Give it to a friend. Don't be afraid of the explicit uh, tag. It's something you can share with your family and friends, your young on children. On the contrary, be very afraid, but also intrigued. Right. What are you going to get? Oh, it's explicit. Mm, this could be anything. All that means is I can say poopy, and it won't. I don't have to bleep it out. Ooh. Yeah. Exciting. It's also Cataract Awareness Month. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so that's, you know, a boatload of fun. That's, um, that's In exciting. the United States... It is National Goat Cheese Month. Ooh, a little chev, a little chevray. <laughs> mm. I'm into that. I'm down with the chev. Goat cheese is more sour. That's 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 what goat cheese is. Definitely, definitely. Okay, is it better for you? Someone told me once it was better for you. I don't think so. I don't think it has any any differing levels of of health benefits. It's um, a complete falsehood that they told me. So they they completely lied to you. Okay, National Celery Month. I know you can't wait to observe, observe that. The only negatively ca- uh, caloric food in the world. Although, man, I will, will say Anthonolog, pretty fantastic. What the hell is that? What are you saying? Are you kidding me? You never heard of Anthonolog? What is that? It's when you get the celery and you put the peanut butter in the middle and you put raisins on it. Ants on a log is what you're right. saying. I mean, I, okay. Was I, was I not spe- – was my English too – No, your, too... Spe- your speech was fine, but I – can see where that would be called that, but I did not know that was a thing. Oh, yes. Ants on a log. Fantastic. Pe- like, pe- I don't even like peanut butter, let alone celery, let alone... What do you put on it? Raisins. Oh, my. That, that is... That is... <laughs> that is the worst snack thing that anyone has ever made. It is so good. That it is, is so, the, Okay. All right. Raisins Let, are terrible. We're going to go ahead and agree to disagree because oh. if I hear one more disparaging comment about ants on a log, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you and your like fancy clothes over there, you don't have a minute for National Celery Month? No, I don't. I'm too busy wearing my Ar- picking out my Armani suit, Will. <laughs> August. Unbelievable. I'll have my, I'll have my butler uh, make me some ants on a log. August is also noteworthy mm-hmm. because... Mm-hmm. August, this is August 2012 specifically. This is the 50th anniversary of Spider-Man. Whoa. August 1962, Amazing Fantasy 15 was the first appearance of the Amazing Spider-Man. Interesting. 50 years old this month. Interestingly enough as well, another August fact. This August 2012, uh, they're going to release... Uh, the third, fourth, and fifth reboot of the movie Spider-Man franchise. That's <laughs> gonna, in celebration of the 50th anniversary, there will be 17 Spider-Man films that come out over the next 30 days, all with different actors, all with slightly different plots. It's gonna be incredible. But they're all origin stories. But they're all origin stories. It's it's just no one has figured out the impenetrable. There can be so many different takes on it. That's true. That's true. All right. I want to I wanna do something here. I want you to bear with me. I want to play a game here. I have a list of obscure Spider-Man villains. Would you like okay. to play a game? <laughs> Whopper, I have a list of obscure Spider-Man villains. Okay. I'm going to give you a real one and a fake one. Okay. And I want you to tell me which one is real and which one is fake. All right. Hit me. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Real or fake? Puma and Trapster. 
Uh, is that one? One of these is real. One of these is fake. Oh, um, I'm going to say Puma is real. Correct. Puma is real. Nice. Okay. Mr. Negative or Bloody Mary? Uh, Mr. Negative. Wow, that's pretty good. Okay, that's real. I didn't think uh-huh. you'd get that one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Bloody Mary was my fabrication. I thought that sounded better. That, I mean, that sounds like a good one, but I actually uh, am aware of Mr. Negative, so. Oh, really? What did he do? I, I don't. I actually don't know what he did. I, there was a period in time when I was really big on Batman and Spider-Man villains on Wikipedia, sure. and I sure. just remember coming across the name. Okay, so maybe so this. So you'll probably ace this game then. Real or fake? Biomax and Stegron. Ooh. <laughs> oh. They are both just beautiful names. Right, they're uh, so, both so awesome. One I'm going to go was with my own creation with Stegron, just because that's incredible. Correct. No, really? You're three for three so far. Ooh, way to go, Doing pretty Steg. good. Let's see if you can ace this. All I right. have three more. Uh, how many? I might have more than that. <laughs> we'll see. I have okay. 84. 84. <laughs> I have the, the next two hours on Podsiden are going to be spent <laughs> in the Spider-Man game. It's going to be so awesome. Uh, real or fake? Earthquake or boomerang? Mm. Boomerang. Mm. Correct. Oh, all right. This is going going strong here. I knew this would be good. All right, I got I got to stump you on one of these though. All right, all right. Has anyone ha- have you done this game before? No, this is the this is the debut of the Spider Man game. Ooh-hoo, probably right. probably the debut and the only time the Spider Man game will be played. Um, although maybe I could adapt this into other other game other superhero games. No, you should. This uh, is awesome. You like this? Okay. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, real or fake? Molten Man or Heat Wave? Mmm. Mmm. Heat wave. False. Molten man oh. is the real one. You were doing so well. Son of a bitch. I know. Damn you, molten man. <laughs> Do you know the molten man? Okay, so we'll... Um... <laughs> that, that's that comedy Fabergé egg we've got going on there. <laughs> that's that same one, yeah. All right, real or fake? Silvermane? And The Collector. Ooh, The Collector. Fake. Silvermane was the real one. Damn. All right. I started so strong. And I didn't come up with a seventh fake one, so I will just tell you that Spider-Man does, in fact, have a real nemesis named Gog. G-O-G. <laughs> I definitely I, would have picked Gog, though. In <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't come up with one that would even compete with Gog, so I didn't try. Right. But anyway, that's four for six. You did pretty well, I think. Okay. For for having these, and, and I will. I, I'm proud to say, only one of those was an actual was a guess. One of the four. Oh, really? You knew those? Yeah. Oh, I knew the the first three. I think the first three. I did. How did you ever remember Mister Negative? I thought I'd get you on Trapster. It does sound like you know. Like, totally like, sounds like Silver Age comics. Like oh, the Trapster. <laughs> right. Because there is one called the Tinkerer. Right. Which which is I, just I was, the best. I was talking to Jillian. We watched The Dark Knight Rises, and I was telling her like what villains i think would be the worst in a batman movie okay and uh i i i came down to the timekeeper uh i don't remember that one he's like always on time and on schedule and then um he meets the police chief and the police chief tells him that he's too amped up and he needs to relax and so he spends like five minutes in the park and all his papers blow away and he loses his job so he becomes (laughs) like he becomes like a villain bent on destroying uh gordon uh, okay. who uses, like, schedules and time. 
<laughs> he had one episode in the cartoon, in the Batman cartoon, and the only scene I can remember is at one point Batman has him cornered, and he goes, the thing you need to remember is the G train is always on time, and he jumps off of a building and lands on a train and just is carried away from Batman. <laughs> he's like this short, pudgy guy who just is, his, he's on time. Like, that. how lame is that? The, uh, the worst villain I remember from the Batman show, I don't know if he's a comic or character or not, he was, um, it was probably one of the worst episodes of the show. It was like the Rat King, the Ninja Turtle guy, mm-hmm. but he was like a sewer lord <laughs> who, <laughs> who he, he was like, a, he ruled over this colony of children who lived in the sewer. Wow. And he like made them work in like sewer mines or something. I don't really know what they were doing. That is super weird. And then the whole episode is Batman, like, discovers this under the sewer mine with these child laborers and fights the sewer lord. The the timekeeper is the name of the um, cartoon version. Okay. The actual villain from the comics is named the Clock King. That was what I remembered. Okay. I was wondering if they were the same person. And his his name is William Talkman, first off. Oh, okay. But let me, let me tell you his abilities. Yep. Uses clock-related gadgetry <laughs> and... Absolute time sense. <laughs> okay. What, so, the, what is I that? don't know. That's just the worst. That's the worst. Can you feel my time sense? Time sense engaged. Right. He just knows the time. He, he knows the time. Did I ever tell you how I used to, in middle school, I was a fucking weirdo, antisocial creep, and I would used to, I tried to lie to people and convince people that I knew exactly to the minute what time it was by looking at the sun? Did I ever tell you about all you were that? Just, no, but you were just, you were a freak, man. I was, oh, I was such a freak. Yeah. No, of course. I was making this up just for attention or something. For, and I got it right one time. And so people, I guess if the few people for whom I demonstrated this amazing ability thought I could actually do it. Like I got it like to the minute or two one time, just guessing. And so they thought I was like in tune with doing some sort of crazy, like, geometry in my head about the sun and the sundials and the earth and all this you shit. you were the clock king i was the clock king you were the lamest villain in the history of comic books it was the clock king of grady middle school wow. which is now a hole in the ground really it, both my elementary and middle schools are now gone they're not there anymore that's kind of sad is it sad i don't know i was thinking about my elementary school the other day because i had i had like a a memory that kind of flashed back into my head after i hadn't thought about it for a while mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do you remember dare the dare program the anti-smoking thing oh yes do you remember you, they would come to schools and they would like talk about how smoking is bad mm-hmm. um, and they'd put up those pictures of like a gross lung in, in the hallways did they do that i can't really remember oh they did that in my school that might have been a little intense for fifth i got this thing when, when we were it was fifth grade i remember it was fifth grade because the other, the other side of the story is I had just started like noticing girls, not really knowing why, but I was like, okay, there's something there to see. I had just, it had just kind of kicked in. There was this police officer who came to, into our social studies class to talk to us about Dare, and the it gets good because there was a classmate of mine who I don't remember who it was who kept asking questions that the ridiculousness level of the question was escalated each time he was a fifth grade troll it was like a fifth grade troll but the other memory of the classes is i sat like right across from the cutest girl in the class and i would just i know i would just like stare at her like hey 
fifth grade Will, way to go with your you super stud with your awesome just twenty minutes staring at girls. That's really good. That's really I, gonna help. I, I really wish that you had told her about your time power. <laughs> I, I hadn't. I don't think I discovered it was still to try, to to try that, and impress, impress. That was the, middle school. Tiny... This is in fifth grade. I hadn't pubertized into my time power yet. But the but the but the guy came in to talk to us about Dare, and he was like, "Smoking is bad. Don't do it. All this other stuff." And so some kid in the class, I'm pretty sure seeing an opportunity for this to be extended, you know, and not have to go back to social studies. Oh, yeah, definitely. The, the kid asked, I guess he asked something about how, oh, I've heard that sometimes people put poison in a cigarette. Is that true? <laughs> he said, well, that, that is, there are cases of that. That is true. It does happen. It's not like the situation. But he kind of scientifically explained like what the poison was and, you know. So at the end of his explanation, the kid raised his hand again and he said, what if a person holds a gun on you and says, I'll shoot you if you don't smoke this cigarette? <laughs> and, and, uh, that kid and I'm, is it, awesome. I love yeah, that child. Yeah, he's great. And, and, and even in fifth grade, like in between my sort of like awesome super stud leching at the girl across the aisle, <laughs> I, I was, I knew that this was like the most ridiculous thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> At least until the next question the kid asked, oh my which God. and so so the cop he was like, well you you smoke the cigarette like you you know you, you just do anytime someone points a gun at you you do what you do you do oh. what they tell you to do oh right? that open that opens up a whole treasure which is trove. a whole which was a whole thing right oh man the cop I mean it was the right thing to say but at the same time he maybe should have thought about saying that. So then the kid just puts it all together in this his like his climactic question was so what if someone points a gun at you? tells you they'll shoot you if you don't smoke the cigarette, but they've put a poison on the cigarette. <laughs> this kid is a genius. This kid is a genius. I wish who I was could remember who. Do you remember this kid? I wish I could. It was like, I don't know. It was like it was a one-syllable name. It was like Ross or Glenn or something. And so the cop doesn't even know how to answer at this point. He was too far, he was too far ahead of his time is the problem. Well, right. I, I guess as fifth graders, and I kind of was, but I guess no one really understood that that was literally the least likely thing to ever happen on Earth. That is, and it's also the funniest thing to get a dare police officer to, to talk about. <laughs> so some crook, some thug, is going to come up to a fifth grader, <laughs> is going to point a gun at them. They're going to hold them at gunpoint. They're going to give them a cigarette that they've laced with some awesome poison, like some really – which is probably really expensive. Like they're going to spend their money to lace cigarettes with a poison. So what their plan is to what? Get kids hooked on smoking and then the kids who are hooked on smoking then die. That's then, not are, hook, are, then are killed, yes. It's not going to hook any kids on smoking. Like what would be the goal in that at all? But this is what the – this is the scenario the kid posed. So I, he's awesome. And the cop d- literally was at a loss for words, <laughs> stared at the kid for five seconds, I think finally realizing that the kid was just being a troll. He was just trolling him. That's fantastic. But to the cop's credit, or maybe, I don't know, maybe not to the cop's credit, he went into an explanation of, like, what to do. He said, well, you should smoke the cigarette because, you know, you would more likely live after ingesting a poison than you would after being shot by a gun, right? It makes the situation better that he, like, not only did they have to think about this insane right. scenario. He had to, he had to formulate an actual response. Right, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You know he went and told every, every he told all his coworkers uh, this this shithead it, it, in the elementary school class was talking about like some cigarette poison gang 
who abducts five year old five, fifth graders and and just says, "Hey, smoke this guy." I bet it was like, "I hope that damn kid smokes a poison cigarette." <laughs> yeah, because I guess he felt a responsibility to like give a a safe like a real answer in case in case the kid had mongered any fear amongst the fifth grade classroom. You know, that that reminds me of a pretty pretty funny middle. Well, I don't know if it was middle school or ninth grade. It was in those years that kind of run together. But yeah, had... it was all just the years the years where you're just so you don't even know what's going on. Right. It's just it's just like a blur of. A of, blur you know, of cracking voices and just bad smells. That's pretty much what my blur. <laughs> Band name called it. Yeah. Okay. So actually, boner blur would be an awesome. Band name. You like that? Uh, I do. I'm a, I'm a fan. So anyway, uh, and that actually kind of ties in a little bit to my story. So we had these. It wasn't just cigarettes, but there would be like posters of before and then six months after someone started doing meth. Okay. And one of them was uh, just a nasty, disgusting, just decrepit lung. Clearly from someone who had been smoking for a long time and who had died, and the lung was like blackened and just right, right. vile. Right, Yeah, right. So they put these posters up, and, and, and no one really paid them much attention, um, which, which, quick sidebar, I think is the problem with all these, like, no smoking and marijuana ads that these people try and put out, you know, to try and speak to children. Pe- kids don't care. Are you kidding me? Truth. Kids don't that. Do you remember the campaign Truth? Right. Is that, is that still around? Probably. That's the most ludicrous. It is like some kid with an awesome, like, Pete Wentz haircut with a skateboard, like, Truth. Right. Truth. Right. That is that is exactly the type of ad that a 42-year-old person thinks reaches a 13-year-old. But <laughs> I know. It's totally the worst. It's ridiculous. But anyway, so so these posters were up all over, our, and, like, it, they probably were up for a day or two. Anyway, I walk into the lunchroom, and there's a big, one of those big, long posters in the lunchroom, right? Yep. Someone, uh, Pablo Picasso, some just okay. you know, yeah. some some Claude Monet of our school. <laughs> I never knew anybody in in my school named Claude. That's kind of going out of fashion, isn't it? It's a beautiful name. Uh, anyway, yeah, okay. he just draws this massive penis <laughs> sure. on on this lung, and I, I remember <laughs> like hanging or like bonered up. No, it was like bonered up. It was like just a, a bonered up penis on this poster, and the poster was quickly taken down. But I remember thinking, like, I understand putting it, like, next to someone's face or, you know, like like that juvenile. Sure. I wonder what drove, what went through this person's mind seeing this just decrepit, like, cancerous lung. Someone thought that that I... would be a good canvas <laughs> for this I... just veiny beast of a penis. Oy. And I remember just, just being baffled by why someone chose that. Clearly... The the meaning of this poster was lost on that young. No, he he went out and smoked a cigarette like later that day. Right, I guarantee you that guy smoked. I guarantee you, I would bet all the money I have in the world that guy smoked. <laughs> sure, on the lung as though it were part of the lung, like it was the lung's genitals, or was, was it like, like just near the lung? It like was floating. like over the lung. It was like a large penis that like eclipsed the lung. Like loomed over the lung. Right. It it was literally like like a erect penis rising, like over the. <laughs> There's your band name. <laughs> over the over the horizon of this lung, it was it was pretty it was pretty remarkable. Yeah. Can I uh, can I tell you about another weirdo? Yeah, oh, definitely, please. On the first Podsiden episode, we uh, we did a thing where we found the advice column on Slate.com. Dear Prudence, now here we are. We're going to come back to the beginning. This is a, a person seeking advice on what to do in a situation. Okay. I take the bus to work every day. 
Every now and then I come across a completely normal-looking woman who touches other people's hair. By touching, I mean caressing it lovingly over and over, staring at it longingly, and smelling it, too. She sits behind women with long hair, so nobody seems to notice. Once she was doing this to a woman who was at the front of the bus, I was at the back. I really wanted to tell her, but was far too embarrassed to shout across the crowd of people standing between us. We both got off at the next stop, and I hesitantly asked if she knew the lady who was touching her hair. <laughs> she seemed shocked and said she had no idea what was happening. Nobody says anything. I don't think anyone else knows the etiquette of dealing with a crazy woman who likes touching strangers' hair. The next time I see it, what should I do? A part of me is worried that the crazy hair lady will try to do something deranged to me. The answer to that question is absolutely. That is, she is poisoning these people. She is putting a poison cigarette in their hair. <laughs> so, no, that's what is terrifying. This thing? She caresses it lovingly over and over, stares at it longingly, and smells it. Yeah, that's... First of all, stop riding this bus. Oh my god, yes. Walk to work. It's better to walk to work than to be on a bus with somebody who's going to give you, like, a a hair growth. Oh, no, it's 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 vile. I, I want to, uh... There's another one that I that I found. I had a baby two months ago. About two weeks ago, my husband had to go out of town for a few days, so his mother came to stay with the baby and me. One night, I heard the baby crying. I heard my mother-in-law go to him. I thought she was going to bring him to me to nurse, so I stayed in bed for a while. When she did not bring him, I figured she was just rocking him back to sleep and went to see if she needed anything, like a bottle from the fridge. When I entered the room, I saw her holding my son to her breast, letting him suckle. Heyo! I took my son back to the room and told her she had to leave first thing in the morning. <clears throat> I want to call the police, but my husband thinks that would be taking things too far. Nope, it would not. How just... how terrifying... It's the same woman with the hair. It's the same woman. I guarantee you it's the same woman. It's the exact same person. No, actually, I'm just telling myself that to make me think there's only one fucking lunatic in the world when there are actually two. There are millions. Ugh. Every, everybody is. It's not even her relation at all. Right. Like, hey, baby, check out these nips. Right. I bet, I bet these are pretty classy. Check out my nips. I got some great nips. What went through her mind it what's shocking to me is what people think is appropriate in everyday life i i think things like that are, are just common sense clearly this is this is a woman who who has a family this this mother-in-law she has had a family she's older she's supposed to be wise whatever but it's not even like so first of all i let me say that this may surprise you but i am not an expert on breastfeeding doesn't it doesn't it hurt that actually is I mean, surprising i assume that you've Frequently looked up videos. Doesn't it? Isn't it uncomfortable for women to to breast? I mean, it's it's somebody's chewing on your nipple. Right. It does I not... just imagine if someone chewed on my nipple, I wouldn't like it. Right. It doesn't seem like something that I would just gravitate to as a natural like course of action. Got my nipples out. Let's just get going. Oh, it's a baby. It doesn't have teeth, I guess. If, but... if there's if there's a if there's a crying baby in a restaurant, do you walk over and just offer your nipple to it? We don't live in like some. Pacific Island tribe where, like, all the the women are, like, the fertility goddesses, and they... <laughs> you, have, <laughs> trying to... you have absolutely no knowledge about how the human body works. No, I don't know how. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what happens with, with breastfeeding. Here, I have, a, I have a game for you. Oh, okay. I'm going to tell you an actual lactation term and a fake <laughs> lactation term. Okay, this is going to be awesome. I'm ready. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you three. I'm gonna give, we're going to play this lactation game. All right. Awesome. I'm ready. The game is real lactation term, false lactation term. All right. Not unlike the Spider-Man game. Right. Later on, can there be a Spider-Man lactation game? Uh, definitely. Definitely. Okay. We can have some crossovers. It's fine. Mr. Negative can be lactating. All right. 
<laughs> okay, so the first one is going to be so real or fake. Okay. Witch's milk or troll's milk? One of these is a real lactation phenomenon and the other is not. Yes. <sighs> troll's milk is the real one. No. Shit. It's witch's milk. Okay. Real or fake? Okay. Divactylitis or galactorrhea? <laughs> no way. Divactivi- divactivitis has got to be the real one. Nope. Oh my god. Gala- galactorrhea. Galactorrhea? Yeah, galactorrhea. I don't even want to know what that is. Do I want to know what that is? Uh, galactorrhea is milk production unrelated to nursing. It can occur in males and females <laughs> as a result of hormonal imbalances. <laughs> All right, and third. Oh, man. You have to, real or fake. Okay. Glucocordoids or lactogenesis? Uh, this is tough. Uh, I think that lactogenesis is the fake one. It was a trick question. They're both real. Oh, my God. Lactogenesis? That was my absolute favorite X-Men storyline, was lactogenesis. <laughs> Doesn't that sound... That sounds like during the latter part of pregnancy, the woman's breasts enter the lactogenesis stage. Hello. This is when, this is when breasts make colostrum. Ew. Oh. A thick, sometimes yellowish fluid. Here's a new game. What is the worst thing in the world, colostrum or colostrum? <laughs> anyway, you were 0 for 3 on the lactation Shit. game. Well, I am... I told you, I'm not an expert. I am... A little, I'm a little disappointed. I'd also like to say that I, I feel like we definitely we've used more airtime for, for lactation than we have on anything else in this podcast, which I think is a is a success. I think, <laughs> we, I think it needs to be pod side and ten lactating solicitors. I don't know that I'm prepared to. I think you got to get more than ten in before you can mention lactation in the title. I mean, I'm still trying to build an audience here. Nobody. There, there comes a point when literally everyone on the world is revolted. Like, there is no one who's not revolted. That's true. I understand. You want to, you want to try and draw people in. Lactation, well, we'll save that for a later cast. Or we could do like a side, like a special lactation episode. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Just get, get maybe some guests on who are prominent lactators. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um... I have a thing that I've been doing called the Holiday Roundup. Now, it's because the way I've been splitting some episodes up into two parts, and so it hasn't really worked lately. But what I'll do now is, for the first half of August or so, I want to I tell you about some remarkable holidays. Okay. Or some remarkable observances. All right. We I went through, you know, the month, the month observances already, but these are some days in the first half of August that I think are great. August the 2nd, and I know, you, I know you're geared up for this one, is the day of... Azerbaijani cinema. Ooh. I know you're ready for that. I've got my Azerbaijani shirt on. I heart Azerbaijani is what it says. There's really, there's Khan, there's Tribeca, there's Sundance, and there's Azerbaijani Khan Tribeca Fest. Yes. August the 5th, International Beer Day. What's up? Ooh. It's time to frat it up. Let's get some international beer going on. Been been making my own beer. After this, I'll tell you about that. I'll give you a little, little heads up. August 8th, Turkmenistan celebrates something called Melon Day, uh, in keeping with our lactation discussion earlier. Melon Day. Melon Day. Oh, you like that one? August the 12th, Feast of the Prophet and His Bride. Wow. I had to dig into this one. Apparently it's some 
Alistair Crowley is up to his wacky hijinks again. Apparently, mm. this is something he was into. It wasn't Satanism specifically, but it was something like Thelemic. Do you know what that is? It's like a Thelemic philosophy. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. No, I have not. Don't know that. what that is. That's something he was way into. He was totally down with this philosophy. Maybe he invented it. So, hmm. however you want to celebrate that, go right ahead. I have I have plans. I'm gonna uh, make a turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a turducken going on. Oh yeah. I always say turducken, not turducken. Turducken. Hmm. Turducken is what I say. Which that's, is that's definitely incorrect. Totally wrong. It's completely wrong. Why do I say that? I don't know. Uh, there should be another. I think turducken is not. Doesn't sound very appetizing. I've never had either one, but have you ever had a turducken? No, I, I really wanted to actually though. They sound fantastic. I've never had duck at all. Come to think of it. Oh man, duck is incredible. You like duck? Is that good? Oh, duck is fantastic. You should definitely you should remedy that uh, fairly soon. Duck is fantastic. Should I? What do you do? Do you bake a duck? What do you do? You can bake it. Um, I personally like kind of a pan fried. It gets the skin all crispy and whatnot. But um, can you saute a duck? Uh, you can if you quarter it. You can quarter a duck and get like the <laughs> leg and whatnot, and you can get it on the saute on the sauteer. You know. Sure. But baked baked is fantastic, though. Baked duck is sort of the duck standard. Oh yeah. Oh, very okay. good. And I know there's a duck sauce. Is that what is that? Is that like duck juice? That is absolutely unrelated to duck. <laughs> okay. What's well, called duck sauce? <laughs> it might be a sauce for duck, maybe. Oh, okay. It is definitely not uh, made of any duck product. One last one, and this one really kind of is odd. August thirteenth is International Left Handers Day. Hmm. They have an observance. Um, apparently it celebrates their uniqueness and difference. Left-handers, uh, range of the world's population, 7 to 10% are estimated to be left-handed. What an inferior day that is. According to their website, uh, many left-handed people are discriminated against in today's society and are forced to use right-handed tools, drive on the right side of the road, and even get harassed. And International Left-Handers Day is made to end this discrimination. Interesting. Is is driving on the right hand side of the road? That has nothing to do with your hands at all. No, nothing. That is not offensive to a left hander at all. Are you left handed? No. All right. No, I'm, I'm 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 a righty, but I I honestly this is this sounds like a bit, but it's true. It's just stupid. I when I was a kid, I thought that I I needed to be left handed. I needed to be omnidextrous because I thought that would make me cool. So I went through a thing a phase. Again, at Briar Grove, great old Briar Grove Elementary, now a hole in the ground or replaced with something bigger and better. I don't know. We already know the weird things that you thought were cool. <laughs> um, I went through a thing where I tried to be left-handed for a while. Once I had right-handed handwriting down, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which, by the way, why do you spend so much time in elementary school learning cursive? It is the u- most useless thing. Oh, yeah. On On the planet. None of the letters even look like what they what do they you, would Do you remember taking the SAT and you had to write that cursive paragraph or whatever? Uh, do you remember that? Yes. Like they were, yeah, they require yeah, yeah. you to write something like I Dustin's Yeah, you have to pledge to not cheat or something, right? Right. I couldn't do it. I had no, to ask I, the guy I felt like the biggest I had to ask the guy how you do a cursive L. Yeah. Here I am, eighteen years old, and I'm asking this guy how to write a cursive L. Right. It's it looks like you know, cuneiform on the on the paper. It just right. doesn't. I think I got through it by like fudging the letters. I didn't know the cursive version of. Yeah. Like I kind of just made a line. You know, like I know you know how to do like the S and the T and stuff like that. But 
there was some letter like I don't know what a capital Q. They get really crazy. Like they oh, get no, they get completely ridiculous. wacky. The inventor a, of, of cursive was just a massive idiot. Why do we need to have who was the person? Okay, we have English. We have the written English language, right? It has a series of letters. You use letters to form words. That's how it works. Why do we need to have two versions of that written language? Not even f- as a result of some regional difference. I mean, I, I, you have to assume that normal print letters came first, right? Yeah, that's what one would assume. So I don't even know. It's just cursive is the stupidest thing. Yeah. Anyway, that was one of the things I did in uh, in elementary school to try to be awesome. In, in between 20-minute stare sessions at the cute girl in social studies, I would just write with my left hand. Or try to. I never really I never really successfully did this. I tried to write with my left hand recently. I, I read that it was good for like your brain or whatever and uh okay uh, trying to get trying to get on top of that yeah tried to try to do it and it was just it was just awful you can kind of do it still though right everyone can kind of do it a little bit you just have to focus it's just it's so not you missed natural. a fantastic day first off august 24th is go topless day oh no i, I know but i was gonna save that that was just doing oh the first no august. but yeah i just i just saw it i literally googled august <laughs> it's a gender equality thing Mm, I'm. I, how is yeah, that a gender? The, evidently, according to their little deal, women should be able to be topless as well as men. And so on Go Topless Day, women bear it all while men wear bras. This is some. No woman invented this. Oh, this is yeah. some perv. Like, this is some Joe Francis. You, you invented, invented this. This is, definitely, like, this is definitely Will. This is my. I invented this. I got on Google and I created this. That's how you get, make websites. You go on Google and create them, they're there forever. You go through Google, you make – every website started with Google. Google was the lactogenesis of the internet. So anyway, that's August. Some, some observances in August. Tell me about your beer. Tell me about your beer setup. So we have made um, four total batches at this point. Okay. And they have come out fantastic. It is, Good. It is amazing to me that I am able to make beer. You know what I'm saying? Like – do you know you know that that idea? It's like I drink right. this bottle of something that I made from grain. So the starting point is you get you go buy grain. Right. You put it in the oven. What do you do? You yeah you put it in your turducken. Uh, <laughs> you cook it down. That's right. Put some duck sauce over it and you got a beer. Uh, so the the long and short of it is, you get grain and you boil it into like a tea. Well, you don't boil it. You you uh, you cook it at right below boiling and you basically let your grain steep at this temperature about 150 degrees for 30 minutes. It, basically all that does is it extracts the sugar, so you get a grain syrup, a grain tea basically. Right. And that is what you end up boiling with your hops and any added flavor and you you cook that for an hour. And then when you're done with that, you let it cool, you add your yeast and you just let it sit for 2 weeks and then you have you have beer, so it really doesn't sound terribly hard. No, is it is it harder than is it harder than you're making it sound? Like, is it? Did you have I mean, batches I mean, that went wrong and stuff? I will say this: it can be as hard as you make it to be. Uh, if you have all the equipment, if you have uh, if you have the the instructions and the know how, it is not that difficult. It's not something that you. I mean, you could do it on your own in your apartment. Like, it's uh, not I probably, something I probably couldn't. I'm still trying to figure out how to. You know, I've never used. I've not used my oven since I moved in. All right, that's okay. So you you cannot do it. You can. I would be things. so. The only thing I can boil is pasta. The 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 premise is similar, but okay. okay. <laughs> but it's it's awesome. We've made uh, the most recent beer we made was a poblano porter. It was a porter with uh, poblano peppers in it. Okay. Uh, which turned out fantastic. Uh, we've made a jalapeno saison. 
which is a, a French wheat beer. We added jalapenos. Now, see that that puts me off. Is it hot? Is it? It's it's not hot. So that's the that's the thing. Like, just the nutrients of the some chemistry going on in the jalapeno enriches the beer. Well, we we de-seed it. We take the seeds and the ribs out of the peppers, which is where most of the heat is. And so what you end up getting is you get like a light bit of. If in the poblano, it's awesome. You get like a light smokiness. Okay. Uh, like a light smoky flavor, which really I think complements the chocolate and like coffee that comes in a natural porter. The jalapeno saison is our best loved beer by most people. Everyone seems to enjoy it. You get a you get a really cool jalapeno flavor in it, but it's like a wheat beer, you know. So it's uh, it's not spicy. It's delicious. It's I mean, you see you see on TV like you know these 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 ridiculous like Walter White chemistry you know contraptions that t- when people have microbrews and stuff but you don't need anything like that what you really what you really need is a uh you need a large pot and you need a uh fermenting vessel and that's it you know fermenting vessel was my nickname in high school oh my god <laughs> i think about all the things that would ferment in you <laughs> <laughs> it's Let's go, let's go back to lactation. That's, a, I think, a safer. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's safer than what would ferment inside me? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, beer good. Yeah, I got you. Beer good. On that note, hey, uh, are you excited about the Olympics? No. No. Really? I don't, I don't get it. I, I mean, I, I... Fine, like, okay, you're running. You're, you're, you're faster than the other guy. I, I, that's fine. That's, that is commendable, but I don't need to watch that. Oh, this is the fastest guy on the planet. I have an equal respect for the fastest guy on the planet not having seen him execute his fastness. I don't know. There's something pretty amazing about seeing the fastest person in the world do it. Usain Bolt can run the 100 meters in nine seconds. And I'm like, I can run the 100 meters. I can't run the 100 meters. I can't finish. <laughs> like, I can run the 100 meters in like two days. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, it, I think it would make more sense in order to show off the athletic prowess of these amazing people – Usain or Hussein? What is his name? Usain? Us- Usain Usain Bolt. First off, which is the greatest sprinter name of all time. Yeah, yeah. This guy, he's the best, right? He's the anyway. Whoever is the best, whoever is going to win, I feel like it would do more to demonstrate how awesome he is. He or she is. I guess they still divide it by gender, right? Right. How awesome the runners are. Instead of putting them up against the other fastest runners in the world, put them up against like me, because then it will be so. It'll be clear. How fast this guy is. I like the idea of instead of having ten fast people, you have nine fast people and one just regular dude. It's just nine people just explode off the block and run, and you have one, like, fat middle-aged white guy, like, puffing and puffing a half of a track behind them. I would flip it. I would say if you have ten runners, I would say nine of them need to be ordinary people. They don't have to be (laughs) – they don't have to be schlubs. They're just ordinary people. Some can be like reasonably fit, you know. Out of out of a group of nine people, some are going to be reasonably fit, right? That's the world, right? But none of them are have dedicated their life to running and are the fastest people alive. But this other, but then the one competitor is, and that is the best visual demonstration of just how fucking fast these guys are. It doesn't do me any good to see them run really fast against another really fast person because then I'm not getting like, there's no perspective, you know. It's the perspective is all skewed. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's still it's still cool to me to see them. Maybe the way to do it is every like every Olympic category needs to have like the control contestant, which is just an average person, the most the world's most average person doing all the events. And that way a normal human being like myself can see what it would be like if we tried to throw a shot put. And so we can appreciate 
the master shot putters throw more because we've seen how you know the difference. I guess I don't know. I will revise my thing. You can still have them all compete with each other, but you need to have that control contestant. You need that's to have true. the contestant that's like, this is why this matters. I guess it's so clear to me how <laughs> just shitty I am at at moving. Right. That I, I don't really need a control subject to realize. <laughs> any sort of motion. Yeah. Like it's just it's just it's ingrained inside of me just how bad I am at that. That watching them complete a hundred meter race is amazing. But it's like in terms of the drama of, of, of a sport event, watching ten really fast people go at it, watching ten really fast people have sex with each other is <laughs> the newest Olympic event. Watching 10 really fast people in a race is, in terms of an entertainment perspective, like, the drama is the same as if 10 really slow people run. Right. It's all about comparison to other people. So I, I once, we had a physical fitness test where we had to run a mile and we had to complete it in, like, it was an absurd, it was like 14 minutes. Way too long to really matter. And I remember in fourth grade I couldn't do it. I was pretty, I was uh, at the point, I'm trying to think of a delicate, I was pretty fat. Yeah, I've seen pictures. You weren't that. You were chubby. You were I like was chubby. I, I, I was chubby too. We, we were all chubby kids. So okay, we were all chubby. But the difference, I guess, is that I didn't have any muscle. I had zero muscle underneath that chubbiness. Like all that you see there, it's not muscle and then fat. It's just fat. It was. I was a bag of fat. So anyway, <laughs> I didn't. Okay. I couldn't complete this very basic running test. And I remember I was like coming through, and I had some friends who completed it, and they were like, "Come on, Dustin, you can do it." I remember, I started crying. Yeah. <laughs> and I told everyone that I had dirt in my eye. <laughs> and it was the most it's the most obvious just lie of all time that might be the, my first real memory of just of just abject pity just... <laughs> i remember people were like oh do you need to wash your eye out with water i'm like fuck you no i don't need to wash my eye out with water i need yeah. to finish this goddamn race is what i need to do <laughs> right oh man it was so depressing Oh. I I mean it sounds exactly like the presidential fitness thing, which is just oh. the worst. It's this is just like the most Lord of the Flies idea right. that somehow let's, let's still come up exists. With a way to just formally ridicule all of the out of shape kids who are already ridiculed every day. Let's just find right. a way to make it official. The kids for whom let's give a presidential seal to these <laughs> to these fat lazy kids. You got a class of kids. Out of 20 kids, like, three of the kids are going to be, like, you know, doing pull-ups and doing the whole thing. And, like, you know, the president approves of their fitness or whatever. <laughs> the president approves of them. You're telling 17 out of 20 kids, you're telling 90, 85% of the class, they're not right. School is already the worst for them. School is already miserable. Right. And you're going to make elementary school will, you're going to make me literally dangle in front of the entire class... From a from a pull up like swing thing, literally, I dangled for ten right. minutes. I, I did the for same ten thing. seconds. I did. I did not. No upward movement happened at all. No. Let I me tell dangled. you. Let me tell you the most embarrassing. So on, on our presidential fitness, you could either do push ups or you could do the push up hang, where you basically just are in the up push up position and you try and hold it, and that's basically what you would do for all the kids who couldn't do a, a pull up, not not push up, a pull up. So you hang, you hang flexed or not flexed? You hang flexed, like you flex okay. and you hang, and it's supposedly it's what the it's what was required for the girls' presidential fitness. Oh, that's so fucking sexist. I I couldn't complete it. <laughs> <laughs> I like I couldn't do a pull up 
no, obviously. Yeah. Like, obviously, I couldn't do a pull-up. Like, two people could do a pull-up in our class. Yeah, right. But then everyone could, quote-unquote, pass the fitness test if you could hang for, like, seven seconds. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so, in one of the most embarrassing moments of my life, the PE teacher hoists me up into the the flex <laughs> position on the pull-up bar. <laughs> Which is, that's that's bad, yeah. That's Which is good. bad. And I couldn't do hold it for, like, four seconds. So, I couldn't do the the mend the the minimum standard for the female presidential fitness. <laughs> I I was halfway there. My memory of it is so no one hoisted me up. I think I would have actually just cried. But no one no one hoisted me up. I think we our hanging thing had something you could like lean off of or something. You know, everyone does one right because you can jump from the thing and like not pull yourself up, but like your arms are in the same position as if you had. Right. Just in that, once you, at the apex of your jump, I didn't even hold it at all. So I think you did better than I did. I, I like, once I got up to the apex, I just fell and I dangled <laughs> from my, from my upright, completely straight arms. I just, I, you know, you swinging. It was, it was, everyone was silent looking at me and it was so hot and it was just, why do they make children do that? The worst part of it though, to me, is the fact that there was always some kid who could do a ton of pull-ups. There's always you know? some asshole. There's always some douchebag kid. Like, I remember this kid was, it was this little tiny kid. And he's sitting there and he's doing, so there were different levels to our presidential fitness. There was like, pass with distinction, pass, and then fail, I think were the three. And for regular pass, you had to do like three pull-ups or seven seconds on the pull-up hold. To pass with distinction, you had to do ten. This little asshole does 24 pull-ups. No way. 24 pull-ups. I'm not exaggerating. This kid did 24 pull-ups. And then, I guarantee you, with my luck, I was next. I, I don't of remember course. if I was actually no, next. No, you, but... you were the definitely the next person. And After I, this I, kid had set a world record. Yeah, you were next. Right? And I can't hold on to it just to even get a low pass. Like, I just failed. I failed right. at being fit. Right. The president officially declared me unfit. The leader of the free world has de- has deemed right. you unfit. The president took time away from from wars and setting economic budgets and shit right. to to come down to Wichita Falls and say, Dustin, you are a fat ass. Yeah, it's why do they make kids do that? I understand. Just let the fat kids be fat. They'll eventually learn that if they want to ever have any atten- female attention, they'll be unfat there's no reason to publicly <laughs> humiliate them unfat right you have fat and you have unfat exactly uh podsideon1.gmail.com podsideon1.blogspot.com please please go rate the show on itunes uh you, you don't have to because you're a participant and that's like kind of incestuous but i'll rate know. it one star <laughs> please go and rate. i'll put i'll put don't waste your time <laughs>